And so just so. I want to see. I want to see too. We are the Triforce Podcast for this week. Hey, I'm a ninja. Hey, I'm a Super Saiyan. Superman 64 man. Call him uh, Optimus Prime. Oh, who is that guy? That's Winter Soldier. No, no, no. That's oh, that's thinking. Yeah, maybe he just wows him to death. Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. We are the Triforce Podcast for this week. Link is still looking for old man. The other two. <laughs> Kelly. Link. So, just the two of us this week going through the nerdy news. You can find our last podcast, Lug Nuts, No Supra for You, uh, up there <laughs> for your viewing pleasure on the YouTubes. As well as last week's podcast, uh, our uh, battlefronted up R.I.P. Bruce Billis. Oh, poor Bruce Billis. And intergalactic ways and other lug nuts is up there. You can find all the podcasts. If you want to find us on the audio or any other podcast, you can just click on that one. As well as about us and the contact us page. So you can find go to PJNWH and find all this goodness, as well as this podcast later on. We start off this podcast doing the same thing every single week, Pinky. The nerdy news. So, we got this week? Uh, we'll start off with this one. One Piece is getting a live-action series that's getting a 10-episode order from Netflix. So we're getting our best look at a live-action grand line. Um, One Piece is, and I can even pull up the information from way down here. It's uh, Ichiro Uda's uh, first, he first began serializing this series in Shisui's weekly Shonen Jump in 1997. It has over 90 volumes and critical and commercial success worldwide. It also has a Guinness Book of World Record for the most copies published for the same comic book by Ooh. a single author. And it's the best-selling manga series worldwide with over 430 million copies sold. The anime is still going on, going strong. The um, ma- uh, manga and the anime are both going. And I think they're still looking at like you know five years or something for One Piece in the anime realm. Now you're getting a live-action series. So you're not going to run out of material anytime soon. Never. They can milk this cow for all it's worth. But Monkey D. Luffy, he ate the gum gum fruit, making him a rubber man. And now he wants to become king of the pirates. So he follows off with his, uh, I'll call him the merry crew, on uh, <coughs> adventures through the Grand Line and retracing Roger uh, Gold Roger's own voyage through the Grand Line. It's a really good series, but he has yet to become King of the Pirates. So it's not like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto to where, boom, hey, I'm a ninja, hey, I'm a Super Saiyan. He's not <laughs> the pinnacle you know, character, and it's a really good series, although it is like 900 some odd episodes right now. I don't think I have that type of time in life. I have like, gotten really far into it. I've gotten like five into the five hundreds. Really far into it. So oh, yeah. I got into the five hundreds, man, and it was really good. It's just one of those <coughs> to where you get like a solid chunk of fifteen minute new material, and then you regurgitate everything that happened in the last fifteen minutes from the last episode hey. in the beginning, and then you leave it on the cliffhanger, and then it goes on. But. One Piece is still a really great anime if you can kind of skip through the parts, so you may want to watch it on a PC. Uh, Chris Bristow is tuning in. Hello, friends. The video is still skipping. Yeah, we're going to fix that. But, um, moving on. and pay for my internet. Yeah, we'll have to fix that somehow. <clears throat> anyway. I plugged that in. Yeah, I plugged that in. Back to the news. The news you can use. Actually, you know what? No. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't even plug that in. <clears throat> uh, the internet will probably work a lot better now. <coughs> <coughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh yeah, so forgot to plug in the internet. Um it's gonna run a lot smoother, hopefully, Comcast. And we'll go on to the next one. Arts Technica. A couple different sites I get this stuff from. Now, this one's a little bit... Um, 
Not many people like the styling of this one. Ghost in the Shell is a very good anime series, and it's getting a 3D CGI kind of treatment. And uh, this is all, you know, Japanese, so we don't need sound at all. Ghost in the Shell, Android with a, you know, consciousness uh, of a person. uh, Movie, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it like Bruce Willis? Make a live action movie or with oh it yeah with Scarlett Johansson but that one people I haven't seen it but people really weren't too crazy about it okay um, it is it's not people aren't happy with the CG style they like the traditional anime uh, uh, artistic style what and now we're like seeing more yeah it's kind They're of using the same program yeah it's kind nice of that they dusted the old program off isn't it yeah I mean it does look like that, because <laughs> even as far as animation goes. I was just watching Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels is a hundred times better than that. <laughs> and it's not hard because it's, I don't know, maybe, you know, they can do some fine polishing, but it is Ghost in the Shell. If you're a fan of the series, you might like this despite, you know, all the grumblings of the art style that they decided to go with. But So, Ghost in the Shell is coming out. If you don't like the art style, then don't watch it. I don't know. It can't be worse than the movie. People really hated the movie. So, we'll have to see on that one. Um, the next one, you already kind of alluded to this in Podcast 90 Part 1. Now we're on 90 Part 2. Let's see how this part goes. So, oh, yeah, I forgot about that story. This one coming from Bloody Disgusting. Paramount is reportedly wanting to develop a Transformers Beast Wars movie. That was a really good series. It really was. Um, it's probably better that I don't... Go back and watch it. Oh, I've gone back and watched it. You can if you can stay yeah. withstand that older CGI. Yeah, it's it's it was like life changing CGI for the time. Oh yeah, but oh, now going back, like it's still a really good story. <sighs> oh, oh okay, I don't really remember because they mixed story. in stuff lore from the tr- uh, Autobots and the Decepticons because these were the Maximals and the primates. Uh, I have it written down here somewhere. The Maximals and the Predacons. Oh! Descendants of the Autobots and the Decepticons. 96 to 99 is when it ran. And that games, comics, the PlayStation game was absolutely atrocious. Oh, yeah, it was really bad. It was really, it was really, like really bad. Superman 64 bad. Yeah. Now, I mean, in the wake of Bumblebee... They are reportedly uh, two movies here in the works. One of them being Beast Wars, another one being another Transformers property. Um, I mean, I think that you could, you should really turn this into, a, you know, a better TV series. But they're going to oh, take yeah. the best storylines and make it into a film. Which okay, you can right. definitely do this into a film and milk the Transformers film franchise. I mean. I loved this show, and I went back, and not many things really hold up. I think the story still holds up with this one. Beast Wars was a uh, thanks buddy. Old man letting me know that. It is all better. So, Beast Wars, man, if they bring back Beast Wars, I think that would be a good film to go out and pop out to the movie, especially you see Megatron and Optimal, uh, Optimal Prime? What was his name? It was yeah, Optimus Primal. Primal. Uh, yeah, wow, they got really creative yeah. there. Let's uh, not call him Optimus Prime. Let's call him Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah, yeah, Primal. Yeah, yeah. All night to think of that. You know what? We'll make him a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. We'll make the other guy a cheetah, and then you gotta have like a rhinoceros in there, maybe a rat. <laughs> Ridiculous concept, but absolutely fantastic. If you go back and watch it, you're welcome. Now, something something happened over uh, the weekend. I know we're not very s- sports-based people. Okay. Um, I have a, uh, a bit of a curse. Did the Sixers the beat the Phillies? Uh, the big game happened. The big game happened. And that means, of course, TV spots. Which include the uh, Black Widow movie coming out May 1st. Oh. We got a nice little 30-second spot of Black Widow. Let's see what this is before it might be. 
There we go. Yeah, this is the 30-second spot here for the Black Widow. We see a lot of falling. Uh, we okay. see uh, Russian spy training a little bit later on. Whoops. There we go. An angry Russian as well as yelling taskmaster. Angry Russians. Family hug. Uh, and now this Let is me the guess. Thing. More Russians? More spy, uh, spy training there. But you also see uh, a good bit if you read within the, in between the lines here. To where let me let me point this out here. You see, at one point, Taskmaster smack a shield and bring it up. Taskmaster was in, in like in the Avengers game that's coming out. Taskmaster is able to mimic her companions and their fighting styles and use it against her. So now, knowing that about Taskmaster, that could actually be an interesting plot point, and also why we hear. Her say, like, oh, you think you know me because of Avengers, but Avengers weren't my first family. So, yeah, we, we have her and her sister and, okay. you know, uh, a guy from Stranger Things being the Russian Captain America. So this is a nice 30-second trailer that really got people excited. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't wait to go see this movie. It's the yeah, first it film like of Phase really 4. Good. And then we're going to be getting into something else in Phase 4, which this Super Bowl spot actually had me caught me by surprise this morning. We see Falcon, Winter Soldier, wow. as well as uh, WandaVision, and even Loki. Oh, everything. They tease it all. Big. And with, uh, with this trailer, it's just them putting their best foot forward. Making you know everybody really want the series because they did move the series up. You know we're seeing uh, Falcon Winter Soldier possibly released around August, and then we know WandaVision got moved up as well. Ooh. Hydra, maybe they're back with the wingsuits. You see oh, yeah. Bucky unloading rounds on Zemo, well in front of Zemo. WandaVision, we see the classic Scarlet Witch as well as a lot of that black and white kind of thing. You see okay. U.S. Agent. And Tom Hiddleston in prison at the end saying he's going to burn this place to the ground. There's a lot okay. of stuff coming. So he's got real plans yeah. with his life. And then Sebastian Stan, who's your winner, Bucky Winter Soldier, with a very, very weird look on his face. That's a. Uh, Who is that guy? That's Winter Soldier. No, no, no. That's, oh, that's thinking. Who is that? Guy? Oh, I was like, I, I, no, no, no. Who is that guy? I didn't know him, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah buck. Is that a long range zoom lens? Who is that guy? Yeah. Who is that guy? And he's wearing the Wakanda. You know, Wakanda there. And then we see the return of her. Huh? Peggy Carter's niece. Hey, there you go. Whoever that was. Cap well that would make she kissed her uncle. Yeah, but he wasn't her uncle at the time. I mean, yeah, but he he was, but he wasn't. This, that, has to do with, this is time travel, and this is a much longer conversation. That's a I have to poop face right there. <laughs> oh, God, that was not a fart. I need to go now. <laughs> Maybe I'm reading into that one a bit. But, oh. especially with all the Disney Plus series here, they're really oh. ramping up. You're getting that film quality oh. in the streaming that streaming platform, and I really think we're going to see a lot of good stuff. Oh, wow! Owen Wilson, cast in Marvel's Loki series on Disney+. Plus. No word as to what he will his role will be, but it will be a major role. And it's still a bit of a mystery there who he will be in there. Uh, now, we have one star, Sophia DiMartino, who joined uh, Hiddleston uh, to co-star. She is most likely being said to be playing a female Loki. Mm-hmm. So being having that female Loki with the regular Loki in prison, and then you throw in Owen Wilson. Maybe he, oh wow, like maybe he just wows him to death. I, I don't know. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! My he God, wows him to death. Being wowed to death. <laughs> maybe. Oh. But uh. Interesting, interesting role there because you see him in what you know, Wedding Crashers, the Royal Tenenbaums. He has a, a, I think he has the caliber to really be a good character in the series, especially with the kind of lightheartedness and 
the fun you get out of like a Thor film with Loki. You know, he is the god of mischief, and he did cause you know a massive alien invasion in New York. But he's not that bad a guy. Several times, yeah, yeah. So he tries to kill you every chance he can. I mean, you know, try to kill his brother a couple times. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a a lot. That's yeah. that's his favorite pastime. He can't do that anymore. And now he created his own separate se- separate timeline by picking up the Tesseract and booking it. So that's where we're picking up Loki, and maybe that's why he's in prison. Maybe he's not allowed to do that. Okay. Know. Well, you know, it's all meant to be tying into everything. So we'll have to see how the Disney machine chomps down on the chomps down on this. But uh, this one was actually kind of cool. Uh, an abandoned Star Wars underwor- uh, Underworld TV series. Oh. They have test footage here, and it's very cool. Goddamn advertisements. It's very cool. Um, wow. Okay. Star Wars World. George Lucas was involved with this. And it is uh, it popped up on a YouTube channel, HollowNet. And Lucas made was in the back in like 2005. He was making this. Oh, okay. Um, and then he says they have about 50 hours of test footage just sitting on the shelf. It got put on hold back in t- 2010 due to budgetary restraints. So hmm. the series would have been set up in between Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith, and Four, A New Hope. Um, you know, some rumors saying that Underworld-ish kind of show could be coming. I like in the works. It. Um, this and it's the the intro here is nice because you see the droid probe and it's looking for anybody in a hood. Oh, Jedi, maybe Jedi, maybe, and you really kind of get that. But that's also tied in with the Resistance. You're wearing a hood. Everybody's wearing hoods, and you see, you know, a, a good look into the Star Wars universe and the Rebels and that kind of, you know, live-action, gritty Star Wars feel. So it's a shame that this will never turn into, like, a series. It is really nice to see that they had some really good footage that, you know, they can go, you know, keep going on with. Which, if this turned into a series... Even if it turns out, you know, being leading into like an Ahsoka Tano uh, singular Jedi, you know, she kind of walked the gray Jedi line. Oh, okay. You find that out in uh, Clone Wars into Rebels. All right. So really good. So anything she would Star be Wars interesting. Canon. Yeah, anything Star Wars canon, you could really get into this with the that middle area there in between oh, yeah. three and four. There's a lot. You There's a do. lot you could do, especially with the Obi Wan series. And Ewan McGregor, he did go out and say that the <gasps> inspiration that he's looking to, looking at is the Mandalorian season one. Okay. He's watching go. the Mandalorian when he wants to get when he's while he's getting ready for Obi Wan, and I think that is the best move you can make. Yeah, John Favreau nice. once again the changing the game, mm-hmm. and especially with Star Wars, you get more Favreau with I this wanna, kind of I feel. Kinda, I kind of want to watch all of this. That's what I'm saying. It it draws you in because these stormtroopers are desperately looking for this chick. She comes in here now. You, get, you see her in the gun shop, and she got this little. Recorder thing with the uh, you know Star Destroyers schematics on it, so she's planning some kind of a heist, blowing up one of them, like you see in Rebels. Mm-hmm. I'm going through it now, obviously. So she's going through a network and really seeing how that Rebel Alliance kind of formed and made. That would be a really interesting series. Okay. And of course, they find her her uh, her ride, but she has way. They're around. totally gonna boot that ride. Then you got impound fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't go after the Empire when you got... It's definitely a good way to get people excited about uh, more series. Oh, absolutely. Especially, you got... What can we do? I got this stuff sitting on the shelf from 05. You got Clone Wars Season 7 coming, and then you also have um, another Star Wars series supposedly coming this year. Hmm. They're trying to put stuff out there, as well as Mandalorian Season 2. They're trying to put stuff out there on the platform, and this is the perfect kind of content that you could really get. Imagine with. how good this would look if they put on a little polish. Oh, yeah. Put, oh, slap yeah. a little, ray, you know, uh, little lighting in there, a little lens flare. 
And then, yeah, she like, releases pretty much an EMP, taking out okay. all the stormtroopers. Well, uh, they know and that. then her ride just kind of exits. Okay. So, yeah, they kind of get into a, a little um, a little tiff, if you will, with the shooting. And the I like the car. And the guy. Oh, yeah, that's a really cool Star Wars kind of thing. Uh, Star Wars kind of uh, vehicle. She dips out the back, and these guys are like, you know what? Fuck it! Start shooting. And they're ducking and juking and jiving, and he doesn't... I mean... Nobody hits a thing. They're four feet away from each other. That's like me not being able to hit you, and you're on the couch right next to me. Pew! Pew! Yeah, that's pew, what you need. Pew, you need a, a, a grenade that's I can't way... Get him! Okay. And then they have the Van Helm scream right there. You know what? It is test footage, so... Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. that. I feel underwhelmed. A little bit. And it is there. Paper is not the best mouse pad. And then they go into the the body. Yeah, that's how I thought you made it. Pretty much, and Same. pretty much. Uh, oh yeah, all the green screens. Imagine yeah. paying for all that green screen. But pretty much, the, <laughs> what George Lucas was saying back in 2011 was that he was trying to get a feature film down to about 50 million instead of 250 to 350 million, hmm. and that way he could really pump out Star Wars. And now I kind of see that as being possible for them. Yeah, no, the Disney machine can do that. We believe in the Disney machine. So, EA confirms Battlefield 6 for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Okay. Battlefield was always, uh, you know, uh, it was a good alternative to Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And it it was still enough to, you know, kind of difference-wise between They're, the two. Uh, that's the new console? That's there? the Series X, yeah, the computer. That device. looks dangerously close to a, uh, a PC. Yeah, that does. That, does it have yeah. interchangeable parts? No, it's Xbox. Oh, no. No, no. You might as well just get a PC and run Windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because then you have all Xbox exclusives. Anyway. So, anyway. Battlefield... Uh, they're shooting for a 2022 fiscal year release, according to the COO and CFO, Blake Jorgensen. Uh, it would okay. be alongside FIFA 2022 and Madden NFL 2022. They're looking for new release uh, to release new content across a broad range of genres. 2021 fiscal year will include four sports games, four from older properties, four global releases of titles from smaller developers, and two mobile games. Now EA has had a spectacular year. They have had they have a generated record uh, operating cash flow, which essentially means with their net revenue is now one point five nine three billion dollars over last year, with a nine hundred ninety three million dollars. Another nine hundred million. Was that the company that? They built the game and then uh, fired all those people. They built. Uh, they just released um, Star Wars: The Fallen Order, as well. As Maybe that was another company I'm thinking of. Activision. Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. They fired a lot of people around there, but EA, not generally. I mean, they have. Yes, they have Battlefield. They have FIFA and Madden, and they have that machine over there. But I see them really noticing the love they got from The Fallen Order. A good single-player Star Wars game that they're already working on another one. Give us more Star Wars titles. Now, they only have the, their license with Star Wars for so long, so we'll have to see if they can continue past that or if, you know, you know maybe somebody else takes the reins and we get some a different view on it. But we'll have to see what Disney and Star Wars want to do. But... Apex Legends, they're getting a mobile release this year. $361 million just in profit. So EA has had a bang-up year. Okay, good. Good for you. I'm trying to do a podcast. Thanks. <laughs> so, Final Fantasy VII Remake has another trailer, and it's returning to another a couple different things here they show off. Cloud in the infamous cross-dressing scene. As well as uh, Red Thirteen. I don't 
think I remember this And you're gonna play it on an advertisement using my Jedi mind trick. No. Oh, there it is. So, we see in the trailer here for Final Fantasy VII, Cloud is uh, his infamous cross-dressing scene, the first look at that in this new trailer, as well as a Chocobo mobile uh, summons, as well as a Leviathan summons as well. Uh, some fans have noticed certain things are out of place, where they're like, oh, he's not supposed to have that sword yet, and that's, uh, for, uh, that scene's not supposed to happen, and that, and it's a remake. Let them do something different with the story. See if you like it. You know what I mean? It's a blah, blah, blah multiverse. Yeah. Shut up, little story job. Yeah, people are... <laughs> you tell them. People are really... Link is really fired up about this, and he's not going to stand. He's not going to stand for this tyranny. <laughs> okay. Dual monitor problems when you lose your goddamn mouse. There we go. Uh-huh. Yes, there we go. So we see him drinking tea. A lot of really good shots in this. Uh, wow. Oh, that was a good chocobo scene. Yeah, that's the cross-dressing. Okay. A lot better than the original one. The original one was very pixelated, so you're you're getting a lot of uh, really... And then the, you can see gameplay here with him walking around the city okay. and stuff like that. Tiff and the one that gets killed... <laughs> they added a character to it and you know there's a lot of stuff that they're working on here but you see a lot of really good gameplay which they're taking from Final Fantasy 15 mm -hmm. live action act really attacking and like I said we mentioned in previous podcasts they are actually Red 13 right there and they are actually adding in the option to have it in the traditional you know take your turn hitting me and I'll hit you later mode oh okay the old punch in the arm contest. Yep. But I'm really excited for this thing to come out in, uh, I believe it is April 10th. And if you did pre-order this, check on it. Because Square Enix may have canceled it. So you may have to go back and, you know, redo that. You know, check your statements and everything. So there may be a headache if you've already pre-ordered it. Or if you're a late one to the party like me... You're going to wait. But I'm really looking forward to this, man. This is really yeah, one of the remakes that they've been talking about it forever, and it's just, well, shut up and make it. And now they did. So really excited for Final Fantasy to get a, a nice remake on the PlayStation. Wizards of the Coast. Dr uh, Dungeons is that and Dragons. A West Coast? Uh... Well, it's the Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering publisher. They have uh, announced... A story-driven RPG led by the Bioware vets. So, no real images or anything shown on this, but the the, very star the Bioware vets are James Olin and Chad Robertson with such titles as Baldur's Gate 2, Neverwinter Nights, Knights of the Old Republic, Dragon Age Origin, Star Wars The Old Republic MMO, and contributing to Jade Empire and Mass Effect with Bioware alone. Those two have a very impressive resume, and they want to make a story-driven, multi-platform, role-playing game set in a new science fiction universe. No release date, and uh, we're probably still a ways away from it. I would imagine. But probably like 10 years away, I'm guessing. I give it a five if they're announcing it now. I'm give it a fiver, maybe hey. seven, maybe seven at the longest. Ooh, Next gen, definitely, but five to seven, you know. And then hey. early access. Whenever you have early access, then you're getting in ground floor on PC titles. If you're taking into account that you get, you get bored with it before it even comes out. D and D and Magic are very big on PC. Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, they have a little shitload of games. Yeah. Although I played Seven Days to Die when it was uh, uh, early access, oh, that, I got tired still, of that. There's still real quick. Yeah, there's still early access. It's I've known people who played Bob played that very early on back in the day when it was like pixelated yeah. blocks, and it really yeah. evolved from that. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of when I played it as well. I I logged back in on it later on, and it was really good. It's definitely yeah, it wasn't bad when I logged in the last time, but 
you know. It has that nice crafting edge, and then you make a base yeah. under, underground with a you know a bed trap on it, and you just kind of live your life and scrounge and scrounge around killing zombies occasionally. Yeah. Last time I, I, I locked in, there was like nobody in there. It was just me, and then a randomly and a zombie will walk up. Like, hey, what's going what are you on? Doing? This is the middle <laughs> of the country. But it always had really good mechanics. But always keeping my ear to the ground for great titles. Like this one coming in September, unfortunately. We have to wait for September 17th, 2020 for Cyberpunk 2077. But the head of the studio, John Mamis is recently sat down and interviewed and he says there are 75 side quests for you to participate in 75 okay so not you couldn't <laughs> they call them street stories throughout night city there's 70 70 about 75 of them he says the passive layer are like the vendors and something called STSs whatever the fuck they are that's the passive level and then you get into the 75 street stories, which those stories are small quests players can pursue separate from the main story. They'll help you level up your character and explore the world. There's a mysterious illumination system, which nobody knows anything about. The only thing they know is that the system is aiming to make it look more breathtaking. Okay. I'm all for that. That's their quote, too. So I don't know if they're trying to make a play on the obvious Keanu Reeves breathtaking thing there. Maybe it's just a Keanu Reeves mode where everybody's Keanu Reeves and it's very breathtaking. And maybe, like, you know, big head mode. That cheat. You know, the big Keanu Reeves head mode. We got to make that a Okay. Mod. We got to make that a cheat mod where everybody's head in the game turns into Keanu Reeves. Everybody's head turns into Keanu yeah, Reeves. Yeah, but the side... The side quest there would be one of them is going to be a Bill Murray. So now you have to find the Bill Murrays in the sea of Keanu Reeves heads. It's a separate, you know, Where's Waldo game that you could have in the cheat. You know, if I was a modder, who okay. might, might do that. Sean Ennis, America! And, uh, yeah, we're just going to work with it. And so it's been delayed to September 17th, so they can actually add polish to the game, test it, make sure it's the experience that you need. I'll take it, and I'm definitely excited for the breathtaking illumination system, whatever the hell that may be. God of War director thinks that that would make a really good Netflix show. Yeah, yeah, that would. Especially with the God of War franchise. If you take any of them, you can even start it off with him in the Nordic area with Boy and, you know, going off against the Nordic gods. Or you can start it off around original God of War where he's trying to take out Zeus and Mount Olympus. Yeah, that'd be an easy story. That's an easy dunk for Netflix to oh, yeah. pop on that. Because it's so the way to go. Perfect. It's just sopping wet with, you know, nothing. Everything. Mythology and, and all that. Mm, nice, beefy story. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really easy slam dunk, if I don't say so myself. Um, but uh, Corey Bl- Barlog, he's the one that was the ass, he was asked on Twitter. About which IP would lend it, he would lend itself to Netflix style series, and that was an easy, of course, God of War answer for him. Speaking, we were always talking about Star Wars this and Star Wars that. Well, Microsoft has a bounty on bugs. <laughs> really, Xbox's bug bounty program with rewards up to twenty thousand dollars or more if you can report. Uh, qual- uh, now, here's the thing, and it's all dependent on the quality of the report and the vulnerability of the impact. Biggest payouts will be uh, handed out for a critical remote code and execution and evaluation of. Privileged flaws while security feature bypass information disclosure spoofing and tampering with of all include rewards up to five thousand dollars. So from five hundred to twenty thousand dollars, and you could make more than twenty thousand dollars just for finding a bug in the Xbox system. However, they already are doing this. No, no, no! Doesn't don't Microsoft products never come with any bugs whatsoever? Oh, never. <laughs> 
<laughs> now they're also doing this with Windows 10, with that payout being up to $250,000 for security bugs. So if you got annoyed at Windows 10 and you just fixed it yourself, you might want to tell them how you did it. And then you can make up to $250,000. That's not a bad... And consult. possibly get a job working for uh, Windows. Yeah, that's not a bad consulting fee, you know? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Nintendo, they're rewarding up to $20,000. And Sony, those pieces of shit are only providing you with a t-shirt as recognition. A fucking t-shirt. Hey, I found this bug in your system. Thanks. Good job. Here's a t-shirt. Wouldn't that be a bitch if it's the wrong size, too? They got a tiny t-shirt from Sony. They probably, they probably ask you. Yes. So what size t-shirt do you want? Um, check? Large? Amounts? <laughs> cash works, too. What, what do you got? You got cash? No, we got a t-shirt. I'm not going to do anything more for you. Okay. This, give people money. That's a good way to make sure your shit gets fixed. Oh, yeah. You know? It's like the FBI hiring hackers. You gotta maybe you gotta flush out the bug somehow. Somehow, might as well get a criminal to hunt a criminal, and that's like every cop show, ever. Uh, okay. And of course, Platinum Games teasing a website with the number four. Platinum Games. What do they I made, know? They made uh, 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 Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Uh, Near Automaton. Um, that's what that shot's from, where a whole bunch of robots, and then other ro It's robots fighting robots, but they're oh, not okay. robots in disguise. Dis well, that guy's kind of disguised as a mining equipment drone. But anyway... <laughs> they're not in disguise, except for this one character. Yeah, right Platinum now. Games dropped a very bizarre website. It's a gray backdrop with the, just a mysterious number four on it. It could mean their next project. It could mean that they're planning on four different projects. It could it mean... It could mean someone's fucking with you. That is also. It could mean something is happening in four days. We saw J.J. Abrams do this when he announced the comic, uh, the comic book line with his son, uh, yeah. Henry. I think that's the same. We'll just call him Henry Abrams. But, number four, very vague, Platinum Games, couple good games under their belt. Teasing something, I, that's a cocky move to me, though. Okay. That's them saying, "Oh, just you wait till you see what I got." And it's that kind of fiscal year, get people excited for what's coming out, kind of time of the year. So, who knows? It might be something good. Maybe we'll re be reporting on this next week. If I knew that, I'd play the lottery. This one came out just before the uh, uh, podcast. Resident Evil. Now, apparently, not only is the series going to begin shooting in September in South Africa, reportedly it will consist of eight 60-minute episodes. Although it hasn't been officially announced, the show could be about the inner workings of the Umbrella Corp. So it's not necessarily characters in, you know... No video game characters. Video These game. guys were off doing other shit. You know, they could go somewhere. They could they could definitely do a, a side story like that. Show me the inner workings of Umbrella Corp and how the T-Virus exploded and got so prevalent. Start at the fucking beginning. That okay. one asshole who just knocked it over when he's going to grab a donut. Or make it all, all begin with a slice of pizza. A little inside joke there for you wall hangers. That was the title of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's not funny if you have to explain it, except it is. So definitely looking forward to this. Oh. If there's any kind of you know trailer that's going to come out, well, I I would really like to see the beginning of the T virus, just because it's good to start there in the beginning. Or yeah, yeah, you could start going off end, as a full no remake, be able to follow what you're doing. Yeah, or go off as a full remake in the in the mansion. You know? Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. It could it could be really good if you just give us a good video game movie though. That's something yeah, that nobody I don't think that's, that's, has that's been able to really do. Gonna happen. It's like trying to fight someone's imagination. One thing that is not imaginary uh, imaginary anymore is this next story, which is the curse I alluded to. Big game happened over the weekend with Kansas City winning rugby. 
uh, football. Oh. So Kansas City has bro- reportedly broken the Madden curse. If you're unaware of the Madden curse, find my cursor. So, uh, of the 22 players who have been selected to grace the cover of the Madden games through the se- through the season, 16 have tr- had troubling or abrupt short seasons following their cover debut, including several who suffered season-ending injuries shortly after their game hitting shelves. So, there's been a big curse with this. So, who's on the cover? Patrick Mahomes. Sorry about your crippling injury that'll end your life. I'm very sorry. He won the Super Bowl. In your career. He's, oh, yeah. He's the he's the, uh, he's the the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, and yeah, he won. They won. Oh, yeah. okay. That's why they broke the curse. They broke the infamous Madden curse. Uh, Madden okay, 20, that, that's him, I guess. On the, count, on the cover. Okay. So uh, the second, there's, he looks there's like another a football player. Yeah, he's the second, Patrick Mahomes. The second, he's got a clone, or he is the clone, or he's you know the second. Right, right. Yeah, been watching too much Clone Wars, but good for him <laughs> and Kansas City for breaking the Madden curse. We're gonna end off this podcast with a list because uh, it was a little bit of a uh, light. Shall we say, uh, Newsweek? You've been going through and playing Skyrim. Oh, yeah. So I saw this on Game Rant, which are 10 video game worlds bigger than Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Mm. And that's a really big game. Oh, yeah. Especially if you walk end to end, 15 square miles. Skyrim's world is huge. So let's take a look at one game. 10. Is Witcher Three Wild Hunt twenty one square miles, and that is a huge game. I love Witcher Three. Um, I went started going through Witcher One. I'm probably just going to end up popping back into Witcher Three because it's really great. Graphics are amazing, and it's just gigantic open worlds with you Witcher badassery. Fantastic game. Okay, and it's from 2015, so it's still holding up. Sacred Fall, uh, Sacred Two Fallen Angel, twenty-two square miles. That's this is really uh, big. It kind of looks uh, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, PlayStation Three. Uh, oh, that's it looks 2008, like. Two thousand eight, top-down open-world RPG, widely considered to be the best game in the series by fans. Okay, so a huge open-world, twenty-two square miles. Not a, not familiar with the series. I do know this eight. one is. Massive. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. If you haven't played this seriously, oh yeah. Go on the Nintendo Switch. Twenty eight square miles. And it is an immense immense game and it is so intricate with the cooking system and then all the different stuff for you to do with the shrines and the side quests. Oh yeah. Huh, your your weapon deterioration to where nothing is forever. I got all the shrines but one. I couldn't figure out which one I missed, so I just stopped playing. So the next one, and Breath of the oh, Wild yeah, 2 is still coming. That's a that Red Dead that Redemption 2. That one's really big. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Oh, yeah. 2018, the PS4, Xbox One, PC released a Western-themed action-adventure game, and it is 30 square miles of Deadwood glory. <clears throat> Grand Theft Auto V, 31 square miles. It may have that had a short really story, but the world itself was pretty damn big. Oh, yeah, it was massive. It was a massive game, and then they still have the online aspect to that, which is still going strong. <laughs> I still see update after update being put on that. Now, this one, take it with a grain of salt, because it was mostly oh, water. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 90.7 square miles, and it was Greece! It's, it's, there's a bunch of islands. It's mostly water. So Surrounded we're not going to count this one. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the uh, the Pringles uh, Rick and Morty ad. That was hilarious. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 10. 154 Holy square crud. miles. JRPG. Uh, released on the Nintendo Wii U in 2015. The second game, Xenoblade Chronicles series, and uh, it consists of spinning off uh, due to its departure in design and gameplay, and it was uh, you know pretty much uh, like other MMOs. Okay. But 150 square miles, it was big. Like this one, Tom Clancy, Ghost Recon Wildlands, 170 square miles, man. Wow. 
And the Tom Clancy, uh, the Ghost Recon games are really good. Wildlands is just huh. really big and expansive. There's just, yeah, it's really big. I see. Very, it's it's a it's a different kind of shooter. You know, I would say it's more along the lines of like a tactical shooter, rather than like the Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Just go in and be Arnold Schwarzenegger and save the day. Death Stranding, two hundred and thirty square miles of, of pure pizza walking. delivering glory. <laughs> Domino's Stranding. That is a gigantic way to walk. And if I saw uh, one thing that was like they tied a, a treadmill to the controller. So you're walking on the treadmill, and that's moving the game. And you're actually walking okay. that 230 square miles. I don't think you really want to walk that. No. I don't. Th- even with the incline, I don't think you want to walk that. You you may think this is a good idea, but you're going to be sort of no. yeah. One sore trip, then you're like I'm out. Mistaken. Anyway. So that's Hideo Kojima. Although you're not going to make it all throughout all 230 square miles without at least 70 cutscenes, about a week long. Mm. Just Cause Three, 390 oh, yeah, really square big. miles. That was really big. 2015 hit on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Just Cause Three was an open world game, and you could do the, everything. The physics on it were great. Oh yeah. yeah. That game, you know what, look. I might want to go back and try and find that game. Yeah, because it was really massive. You could do a lot it had of a stuff. Really good so- I remember the story being really captivating. Because I think they just did four, although four isn't on the list, and it's not, or I may be making that up. I don't know. There's, no, a lot of, there's a lot of those games, but they all have a nice premise of just, yeah, blow shit up. And there is one that's going to be bigger than all of them. The next Skyrim? Or the next Elder Scrolls? Oh, yeah. Right, the, the shirt you wear every week. <laughs> yeah. Star Citizen. Yeah, man. So, uh, that was a nice set. It's the Roman. I like ending off with a, I like ending off with a nice uh, little list there, as well as uh, telling you to stop on over to Purjangers and Wallhangers website, pjnwh.com. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. We're on them all. Like and subscribe below. That's right, and if you have a comment, an idea for an end segment, if you want to help us find quarters to enter in for Old Man and Twitchy to join, definitely let us know. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up Wednesday. We are we have a kind of surprise live event over with our friends over at the Game and DVD Exchange and Media. they got a Comic-Con going on, and uh, we're going to pop on in there and go live with them and check out, check out everything, see what... Uh, See how the gang is doing. Okay. As well as uh, possibly going, uh, doing a little live thing at the Philadelphia Auto Show, maybe. A little, little lug nuts action. Yeah, we're going to give it a try. We're going to record some segments for uh, future short clips and films. And yeah, we'll give it a go. We'll definitely, stuff uh, here. definitely give it a go. A nice little commentary. And, of course, we want to thank you all for listening and watching. Uh, we want to thank uh, Callie Collins for liking last week, as well as... Kevin! Uh, Kevin and the bots. Yes, got a all lot. those bots. We, we love them. a lot of bot love on the SoundCloud. Though. Yeah, they love us, those like robots. Four or five different ones on the last, the last podcast. Podcasts. We're huge uh, in the robot market. Yeah, Not robot. so much with the people. Robots and cyborgs love us. Androids <laughs> love us. Not some money iOS servers. But right, we thank you, everybody. This up. has been a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am Matthew Bucro, the Matman, and to my left, Stephen Bucro, big brother and hero of time, napping over off in the corner. And, of course, check us out. We're always here. And we'll see you next week, gang. As always, hang on. Bye-bye. Keanu Reeves head mode. I have to find the Bill Murray <laughs> in the sea of Keanu Reeves heads. Sony pieces of shit are only providing you with a t-shirt. Platinum Games teasing a website with number four. And then you leave it on the cliffhanger and then it goes off. But I know, I know, they're not coming. They're really not we coming. are going to shut the door. We are shutting the door. <laughs> Because heat's expensive and you don't understand. So, now. What were we talking about? Right now? <laughs> right now? What were we talking about? So right now, we were talking about Ghost in a Shell. Oh, S-A-C, yeah. S-A-C, uh, 2045.
Don't you hate it when your power stones roll off the, the coffee table and destroy the world? It happens to the best of us. Yeah, they're not coming. That's the neighbors, dude. They're still not coming. Pizza. Oh, my. Pizza. Thank you. Come on. <laughs>